Welcome to the sermon podcast of Kusada Baptist Church. We want to be a lighthouse to guide you on your journey through life. Listen as our pastor, Dr. Jim Graham, shares a message from God's Word and offers sound biblical direction for your daily life. Who in here would classify yourself as stubborn? Wow. What a crew. You are hard-headed right? Stubborn. I'm going to do it my way. You know, I'm going my direction. And so there's good points and bad points to being hard-headed, okay? The bad thing is you made a lot of mistakes, okay? You, you had to learn things the hard way. You couldn't, you know, your parents told you but, you know, they're idiots, so, you know, whatever. Your teacher told you, what do they know, right? Whoever, whatever, like, you're going to figure, you don't, that's not right. It's got to be this way, this is better. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to go this way. And you have to, you almost, you have to fail and learn yourself, right? So, hard-headed. So, it can be brutal, it can be tough. It's also a very good thing. People who are stubborn and hard-headed, they tend to get some good things done. They don't let defeat and different things hold them back. They kind of plow forward and go through, and they'll, you know, whoever says it can't be done, you go, I'll show you, you know, that kind of thing. So I am a very hard-headed person, always have been, you know, just strong-willed, strong-minded. And uh, I've got four kids, and I could rank them for, for you of the hard-headedest to the is soft-headed a good thing i don't know anyway uh hard-headed they're all hard-headed but you know some more, more than others well <clears throat> the issue for me like I, look whether we're hard-headed with each other or whatever that's one thing the problem is for the stubborn amongst you which looks like over half of you um what happens when we're hard-headed and stubborn with the Lord? So that's a kind of a different thing, right? Because I might not buy what you're selling me, but, you know, God's right, right? All right? And so the, there's a push and pull with that because we tend, a lot of us tend to be, if we're hard-headed and stubborn, we tend to be that way with God too. And sometimes it takes a long time to figure out and realize, no, you know, God is right, and I'm going to submit to him, I'm going to follow him. That's a difficult journey. So my question this morning is, what happens, or what does God do when he's dealing with someone who's being stubborn? It's a good question, right? What does God do? And so we're studying the book of Jeremiah, and it's a great lesson for hard-headed people, because... God's people were being stubborn, and we get to see exactly how God deals with stubborn, hard-headed people, all right? And here's the thing. I, I want you to know, uh, we, we need to understand through life, it's not like, it's not as simple as we make a decision, you know, in the past, and everything's now settled. That's not the way life works. Because we keep coming to decision points over and over again. And it only takes one bad decision to get us off track. 
if you've ever been on a uh, journey or been somewhere, it doesn't take much to get you off track. Came to your house yesterday, left, turned left, forgot to take the next right. Right? It's a neighborhood, right? Next thing I know, dirt road. I did not take a dirt road to get here, right? I am somewhere I did not mean to be. I do not know where I am. So what do you do? You turn around, unless you're really stubborn. And then you might keep going, no, I didn't want to go down the dirt road. So I turned around, came back, plugged the GPS in. It's pretty sad when you have to use a GPS to get home from five minutes from your house. But I did. So, we can be so stubborn and we can, we can come to a crossroads and we've been cruising through life, everything's good, you're making good decisions and you make a wrong turn. Now what happens? Because if you make a series of wrong turns in a situation, you can be so far away from where you meant to be, where you'd like to be. It can happen to any of us at any time. We need to understand that. That what we're actually doing day by day as followers of Jesus Christ is we're deciding every day, through every decision, will I follow Jesus or not? So we come to, let's say, uh, let's say it's like you're driving, you're traveling, and you come to a dead end, and you've got to go right, or you've got to go left. So the problem I have is, a lot of times, there's one way that appears right to me, right? It's a more comfortable way, it seems like an easier way, it's not necessarily the right way, but it just feels right, like it's the way I would rather go, right? And that all works out fine if Jesus is down that road going, come on, you're like, great. Unfortunately, for a lot of us, sometimes Jesus is saying, come this way, follow me. And my heart is going, well, I want to go that way. And if you're stubborn, like I am, sometimes we just want to go our way, right? I think some people who, maybe you're not stubborn, but we still go the wrong way. And it's not about being hard-headed, it's about being afraid. It's like the way Jesus is saying, come, we're like, Ugh, I don't know about that way, I think I'll just go this way, it looks safer, right? Whatever reason, we're just kind of stubborn and hard-headed. So how does God deal with that? You're sitting here in church this morning, you decided to come to church, worship the Lord, we're here, we've been singing songs, all that kind of stuff, and you think, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty good, and if we kind of lay out, Let's say there are 10 different areas of my life or 10 different things going on. You know, nine of them, I'm making really good choices. There still can be the one, the one area, the one thing, the one situation I'm not making good choices. You see what I'm saying? Like, so following the Lord means following Him fully. So we can be, I mean, we could be 40 things and have the one, right? And it's leading us down the wrong track. So in this scenario, we got a, a great lesson from Jeremiah where he's talking to God's people about being stubborn and making those bad choices. So I just want to tell you four things about God and then what we need to do about it. So the first thing I want you to know about the Lord is that he's watching. He sees everything. He's watching what you're doing. He's watching you. He knows your heart. 
He knows your motives. And he is searching for truth in what's happening. Jeremiah 5.3 says God, the Lord is searching for honesty. He, he, he wants to know. He, he, it's not just what you're doing. He looks at why you're doing it. Okay? Because sometimes it's not the what. It's the why. But he knows what you're doing and he's looking for it. And here you are at church. So here's the message to you from Jeremiah chapter 7. Verses 9 through 11. Here's what he says. He said to them, do you really think you can steal, murder, commit adultery, lie, burn incense to Baal and all these other new gods of yours, and then come here and stand before me in my temple and chant, we're safe. Only to go right back to do all those evil things again. Don't you yourselves admit that this temple which bears my name has become a den of thieves, Surely I see all the evil going on there, I the Lord have spoken. Your Bible might say, but I have been watching instead of surely I see. He's watching, he sees, he knows. He knows that even though you're here, everything's good, he knows about the area of your life that you're being stubborn and you're not choosing to follow him in that area, in that path. He knows, okay? He's watching. That's the first thing I want you to know about the Lord. The second thing I want you to know is that he's warning you. If you go the wrong way, he's warning you. There's a positive and a negative to, to uh, the Lord's direction. The positive is that Jesus called to us as follow me. You want to be with me? Come on. I'm going to go this way. He leads. He says, come on. I'm, I'm over here. I'm this pathway. Come on. And he's, and he's calling to us. Now for some of us, we don't get it, and we go the wrong way. I want you to know if you go the wrong way, he's still calling, but it comes out differently. It's a warning. You're going the wrong way, right? Look out. And he does that in a lot of, a lot of different ways. Let me take you to the harshest way down to the simplest way. In these passages, he tells us all these different ways that he, he warns us. Let's look back at Jeremiah 5.3. I just read to you the first phrase of it. Lord, you're searching for honesty. Look at the rest of it. You struck your people, but they paid no attention. You crushed them, but they refused to be corrected. They are determined with faces set like stone. They have refused to repent. Determined is a way of saying stubborn, right? But notice what God is doing about it. He is crushing and striking. That's what he says. Like he is there. In other words, he will send problems your way. But it's not because he doesn't like you. It's not because he doesn't love you. You may have experienced that. You may have experienced someone who's striking out at you, but it's anger and it's their, they don't like you. That's the way you're taking it. But when God strikes out at you, it's not because he doesn't like you. It's not because he hates you. It's actually because he loves you. And he's very concerned. You're going the wrong way. You're doing the wrong thing. You're making a bad choice. We were just remembering this the other day. We were talking about when one of our children decided that a butter knife was like a key and electrical socket was like the keyhole. Not a good day. Not a good day. We, we really are good parents. He lived. Uh, blacks, you know, sparks flew. Black, it was scary, okay? 
Put those little plastic things in your electrical outlet. That's all I'll say. Um, if you saw the toddler headed for the electrical socket with the butter knife saying, key, let's crank the car, right? Would you tackle the kid, right? Would you dive and tackle the kid? Would you risk, you might even hurt the child to keep from them being severely hurt, right? Now, are you doing that because you're angry at the child? No, you're doing it because you love the child and you're trying to protect the child. Unfortunately, sometimes protecting someone from something bad hurts. We do it all the time. It's called surgery, right? You hurt someone to prevent greater hurt, right? So the Lord will warn you with problems. If you take the wrong path, he may throw things at you that are severe. So you have to ask yourself, like, why is this so bad? Like, why, am, why is this oppression or this thing in the way? And I always have to ask those questions. I'm going down a path. Here's a blockade. I have to make all kinds of decisions in this. I need wisdom. Is this blockade from God? to turn me around or am I on the right path and this blockade is from the evil one trying to keep me from going forward like I need to know what this is and oftentimes I'm on the wrong path I'm making a bad decision I'm not handling this situation well and what I'm saying and what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking I am not handling this situation the way the Lord wants me to he said, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. And I say, I'm following me right now. I'm not following you, right? And it is not working out. And things are going badly. Why? Because he is throwing problems at us to get our attention and turn us around. You're doing it the wrong way. You're going the wrong direction. Sometimes he warns us with problems. All right, turn to Jeremiah 6. Verses 16 and 17, I want you to mark this one because we're going to come back to this verse. I want to focus on the last half of it. But notice, this is what the Lord says. He says, stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. I posted watchmen over you who said, listen for the sound of the alarm, but you replied, no, we won't pay attention. So the second way he warns us, and he, before he even sends the problem, is he sounds an alarm. He will sound an alarm. I posted a watchman and sounded an alarm. Y'all know what that's a picture of? You live in Alabama, you know what that is. The tornado siren. Okay, so right here, right here where we are, if there was bad weather, there's an alarm right down the road, and it would sound, and we would all hear it. Inside the building, you would hear it, okay? And we have that, and we have it as an early warning system to tell you there is a problem coming, you need to take action. It's an alarm. It's actually to prevent us from having the problem. Go get in, we have a whole, we have a whole plan for tornadoes. I don't know if you knew that. We have a plan. We're in Alabama. We have a plan. Everybody on this side of the room, 
y'all would go through that door and go downstairs. You're the lucky ones. Maybe y'all should consider sitting on the right side of the sanctuary. It's a little bit safer down there, but it'll only feed, fit 100 people, okay? So you guys are going right out there in that hallway. There's a hallway right there. It's an interior hallway, no windows, whatever. You'd be going right there. You guys in the middle, bathrooms, okay? That's where you're going, you know? Nothing better than huddled together in a bathroom with a bunch of other people, you know? Great days. Uh, yes, women, men, please, okay? We have a plan, right? We go tell the children and the others which way they're supposed to go and where they're, what they're supposed to do. We have a plan. And an alarm tells you you're headed for danger, there's a problem coming, but you still have time to fix it before the problem gets bad. I actually prefer this. I would rather get a warning from God than have the problem, right? So he sounds alarms. You know, it's wrong, you have a problem, you're doing the wrong thing, it is not working, you need to, whatever. We have all kinds of alarms. We have fire alarms, we have all kinds of things that would go off and say there's a problem and I want you to know that God loves you and if you're making a bad decision he sends watchmen he has people who sound alarms and go hey that's not working that's not gonna work right he sends alarms third things he does third thing he does let's go to Jeremiah 7 we'll look at several verses here in a row in Jeremiah 7 start at verse 12 he says, go now to the place at Shiloh where I once put the tabernacle that bore my name and see what I did there because of all the wickedness of my people, the Israelites. All right, so let me explain. There had been a civil war and the nation had split and there was a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. Sound familiar? Happens in a lot of countries a lot of times. So there was a northern and a southern kingdom. The northern kingdom, Israel, had built a temple to the Lord at Shiloh. He's addressing the southern kingdom, whose temple was in Jerusalem, because the northern kingdom had been destroyed by a foreign invader. And the Lord said, you know this, you've seen it, you've seen what happens when somebody doesn't follow me. If you don't believe me, go to Shiloh. You're, they were in the temple. He's addressing them in the temple. In Jerusalem. He says, go to Shiloh where there was another temple to me where people used to come and worship me. And you'll see it's completely destroyed. So a third thing that the Lord does, I really like this one. He shows us by example. He warns us with an example. He says, I, instead of causing you a problem or whatever, I'll just show you what happens to someone who goes down that path. And you can learn from them. Oh, it's a lot more pleasant to learn from somebody else making a dumb mistake than you making a dumb mistake. Isn't that a better way to learn? You know? And so he'll show you. He said, look, see what happens when you go down that path, when you handle things that way? That doesn't work. That's not following me. Look here. See what happens when someone follows me and whatever. You see the difference? He'll show you. He'll enlighten you, let you see it, and go there. See? Learn. That might come from a, an older person who's made those mistakes. Let me tell you what happened to me. It might come from a peer and you're watching them make the mistake. Oh, look at that, right? But he will show you and say, see, I want to show you an example. Let's read verse 13. 
While you were doing these wicked things, says the Lord, I spoke to you about it repeatedly, but you wouldn't listen. I called out to you, but you refused to answer. So the last way and the simplest way that God reaches out to you is just with words. He just tells you. And that comes in all kinds of ways and fashions. It might come to you like this, these are words today. Just words. You're reading your Bible. Words. Someone says something to you. Words. It's a simple thing. Y'all use a GPS? You use a GPS? You put map in, put it. Nowadays, you've got a car like 2017 or newer. It's probably connected to your car. You maybe even have a map in your car, connects on it, tells you which way to go. It's great. Your phone now knows where you usually go. It knows where you go. Like if I go out and get in my car and I pick up my phone and I crank my car and my phone says, 10 minutes to your house. If you acknowledge it, it'll just throw the map up for you. It's like, I know where you normally go. So some of you, you're going to go out to your car and it's going to say, 15 minutes to Longhorns. It knows where you go, right? Seven minutes to Zaxby's, you know, it just knows where you normally go. Ten minutes to Chick-fil-A, oh, Chick-fil-A may be closed today. Like, it tells you everything, right? And you can put the map up. And if you leave from here and you go out on the road and you turn down the road, it will say, in 400 feet, turn right. And if you go down there and turn left, it will say, okay, hold up, turn around. Or it may say, it'll, just, it'll try to get you back on track. It'll say, when you get down to that stop sign, turn right. If you turn left again, it'll go, okay. When you get to that stop sign, turn left. Right? And it'll keep trying to tell you which way to go. And it's just telling you. And so there are all kinds of messages out there. You're reading the Bible and you've got that friend and somebody posts something on social media and you're listening to the preacher, you're in your small group, they're teaching, whatever, and you're hearing words and the words are coming from God and He's saying, not that way, not that way, not that way. But you can also see the escalation in those things. Not that way, just words. All right? Or it could be an example. See? See what happens when somebody goes that way? That's a bad choice. You don't need to react like that. That's not my path. You don't need to say that. That's not my path. You don't need to act that way. You're not following me that way. That's not working. Right? Example. Or, it gets more. The warning lights start blaring. You know? They start going over and over again. Dun, dun, dun. Turn around. Turn around. Go there on the, You know, the alarms are going up. Or, the height of ex escalation, the problem comes. He will crush you. He will strike you. He will get your attention. He wants you to follow Him. He wants you to be with Him. He loves you. Come be with me. You're about, 
it's about to get bad. And actually, I'm just tackling you before the really bad comes from not being with me. I'm trying to get your attention. He's warning you. Here's the third thing you need to know, though, about God. He is willing. Let me show you this verse. Let me, let's back up. Jeremiah 6, verse 10 says this. To whom can I give warning? Who will listen when I speak? Their ears are closed and they cannot hear. They scorn the word of the Lord. They don't want to listen at all. Sometimes we get so focused in and stubborn and we want to do it our way. We're just going to go and we don't listen. So what does God do when we're like that? You need to know. He is willing to do what other people won't do. What your mama won't do. See, as a parent, you're kind of torn, right? You want to be harsh, right? You want to just pull the plug, fine. I'm just going to let you just fall off the cliff. I won't help you. I won't do out of the house, right? You want to do that. And then there's this other part of you, and you just, oh, don't, you can't, right? You love them. You don't want to hurt them. And so you just, it's so hard in those moments. God, he's not your mama. Not your mama. He'll do it. He'll do it. He's willing. If he knows what it's going to take to get your attention, to get back on track, to be with him because he loves you, if it takes a lot, he'll do it. You need to know that. He will do it. He says to them in Jeremiah 7 verse 14, we're going to keep going in our little Jeremiah 7 part. We read verse 12, verse 13, here's verse 14. So just as I destroyed Shiloh, that temple, I will destroy this temple that bears my name, this temple that you trust in for your help, this place that I gave to you and your ancestors, and I will send you out of my sight into exile just as I did your relatives, the people of Israel. I will do it, he says. Then he turns to Jeremiah and says, Jeremiah, pray no more for these people. Do not weep or pray for them. Don't beg me to help them. I will not listen to you. They won't listen to me. I'm not listening to you. I will do it. Now, I want to tell you something. I have people tell me sometimes I believe in God. And sometimes I look at them and go, I don't think you do. <laughs> I really don't think you do. I want to tell you something. I believe in God. And I believe that he will do whatever he needs to do to keep me on track. I think he knows me really well. He goes, Jim, you are a stubborn, hard-headed joker. I know what you're capable of, and I'm not going to let you ruin your life and your relationships and your things. And if you turn the wrong way, I'm going to warn you, and I'm going to tell you, and if you don't listen to me, I'm bringing the hammer down. Because I love you. And so I often pray. I pray. Lord, let me listen to you before the hammer comes. Lord, I don't want to have to be struck. I want to listen to you. Lord, please don't feel like you have to, to get my attention. I'll listen. Just tell me. Because he is willing. He loves you. And he will do it.
You may be in the midst of that right now. You may be experiencing some problems, some situations, some things in your life, and you're going like, what? Why is this so hard? Maybe it's so hard because you're following the wrong path in that situation, and he's trying to get you to turn around. He's like, I think you need to know this about the Lord. I think you need to know this last thing about the Lord. I think you need to know that he is wise. I think you need to know that God is all-powerful. See, sometimes I struggle. I really struggle with, like, let's say my kids. And let's say they're making a choice, and I don't like what they're doing, or I think it's wrong. So I kind of struggle. I, I struggle with, like, how softly or how hardly, you know, that's not the right way to say it, but, you know, how, how much pressure do I bring and how much, you know, do y'all, I know some of you parents here that way. Like, I don't know, they're not seven anymore, right? I, they're, they're, they're adults. And so how much do I, you know, whatever. And so I, sometimes I blow it. Sometimes I don't push hard enough. Sometimes I push too hard. Now you're all like that. Can I tell you something? The Lord always does that perfectly. He does it perfectly. He knows you. He knows exactly how hard to push and how he knows how hard-headed you are. He knows exactly how you feel. He knows not only what you're doing, he knows why you're doing it. And so he is wise. Let me skip way later. In Jeremiah 32, he's just extolling the virtues of God. He's talking about how wonderful God is, and this is what he says. He says, O sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show unfailing love to thousands, but you also bring the consequences of one generation's sin upon the next. You are the great and powerful God, the Lord of heaven's armies. You have all wisdom, and you do great and mighty miracles. You see the conduct of all people, and you give them what they deserve. He knows. I'll go back to chapter 17. He says it there as as well in Jeremiah 17. Verse 9, he says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. He knows us, right? Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. God makes good decisions. He knows exactly what he's doing. Okay? He knows exactly what he's doing. And so when we sit there and go like, why God? Well, there's a reason, and it's a good reason, and it's spot on, right? We just need to tune in. And I just want you to know, a whole lot of the time, the reason is, is because he's over there saying, follow me, and I didn't listen. I didn't listen. And so in this situation, I'm headed over here. I am following God on all these others. But in this situation, I went left instead of right. And now, I'm on a dirt road to nowhere. And I better turn around. I think if I'd have kept going down that dirt road, I might have run into the lake. Was that what? I would have in a field, in a ditch. I don't know. I turned around. Okay. I don't know where it goes. I'm just going nowhere. I am messing up. Turn around. He's trying to tell me he makes good decisions. So here's what I want to leave you with. Okay. If you come to a crossroads, a street, you learned this when you were little, okay? If you come to a street and you want to cross the street, what did your parents tell you to do? To do what? 
Look both ways. All right, they gave you kind of a little three words. What they tell you to do? Stop, look, and listen. You remember that? Some of you didn't. That's why you got hit by a car. Okay, no. Stop, look, and listen. You say, who are you to talk to me like that, Brother Jim? You're, your kid stuck a knife in an electrical socket. Okay. Stop, look, and listen. Here is the stop, look, and listen verse in Scripture. It's in Jeremiah. It's the stop, look, and listen of you have a decision to make. You're at a crossroads. What are you going to do? You're going to follow him or you're going to go your way? It's back in Jeremiah 6. I said mark that verse. We're going to go back to it. Jeremiah 6, 16. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Stop. Look. Stop. There's a situation. Okay? There, that something's come up. Not the normal, right? I got to figure out. What, what, do I, what, do, what do I need to do? He says, stop. Look. Look that way. Look that way. Your heart's telling you something. And many times your heart is deceitful. It'll choose the easy path. It'll choose the path that you think is going to make you feel good. And that can be a very destructive path. Sometimes it's a path of lust. Sometimes it's a path of anger. Sometimes it's a path of selfishness. But your heart's is that way. And Jesus is sitting there going, follow me. Here, here's the way to go. And you, he says, so look. Look at which way Jesus is telling you to go and look at your heart and analyze it and look at the truth and look around and then listen. He says, ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you'll find rest for your soul. There are many people who've walked this path and they know. They know. He says, ask them. Ask the preacher, ask your teacher, ask your friend, ask your parent, ask somebody. There are people who've walked the path before you, and they'll say, there you go. Read the scripture. Listen to the words. Don't require the warning. Don't require the problem. Listen to the words. He will tell you which way to go. He will, he will, I guarantee you. He will tell you this way, not that way. He'll tell you that every time. So he said, stop and look and ask and then listen. And he'll say, go this way. So here's my message to you. I'm going to ask the musicians to come on up. And here's, my, here's the choice I want you to make. You got something. It's this person. It's this thing. It's this situation. And it, it's not right, right? And you got to figure out what to do. He'll lead you. Are you willing to follow? Especially you hard-headed ones in the room, okay? Are you willing to follow? Do you want to be with Him? Do you want to go His direction, His way, His path? Go with Him. See, it's only in Christ. Only in Christ. In Christ alone will we walk the right path. Not your heart. In Christ alone. Will you follow Him this morning? I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We're going to sing together. And after the service, I'm going to be down here and I'll be glad to meet with you and pray with you as you try to decide what to do in your life and a decision and a thing. But right now, 
would you just say, Lord, in this thing in my life, I want to follow you. I'm going to go the right way. I'm listening to you this morning. Not my way. Not my stubborn way. But I will follow you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our prayer that it's been helpful in this part of your life journey. We invite you to join us at Kusada Sunday mornings for worship. Visit our website at kusadabaptist.org for directions and more information about our church.